Hey y'all! Welcome to episode 13 of Goodness Gracious. Welcome. With Victoria and Brianna. Brianna and Victoria. Right. I feel like we never say our names. No, we don't. I thought about that the other day. I'm Victoria. And I'm Brianna. And you're watching Disney Channel. And you're watching Disney Channel. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Oh my gosh. Nostalgia. TBT. Yeah. Um, man, I'm excited about this topic. Me too. I've been wanting to do this for a hot minute. I'm excited as well. I think there's so much to talk about in regards to this topic. Yeah. And excited to for us to kind of show um, or just share our views and um, just like what we feel like the Lord has taught us about um, all of these things. So yeah, exciting. And again, I was the sound engineer this time around. Right. So now did I have to FaceTime with Dalton beforehand and set everything up step by step with him on FaceTime? Yeah. But you know, Okay. Earlier, like just a second ago, I was able to uh, troubleshoot. Yeah, she sure know, was. And fix a couple things. Because she like accidentally moved something um, and it was like on the, with the mouse. And then yeah. she like figured out how to move it back. It was like crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was. It was. I'm basically. It was a journey. Uh, I am a sound engineer now. So. That's so cool. <sighs> All right. Um. What is your... Sarah Zaccaro is calling me. <laughs> Hold on. Hey, if you speak, you're on the podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> We're recording right now. Okay, bye. All right, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, she was like, I'm not interested in that. She said, oh, no. <laughs> right. That's so funny. Um, apparently, when she got home today, there was a dog on her back porch, a pregnant dog. That was malnourished. Or that is malnourished. Baby. Yeah. So, sad. Um, all right. (laughs) Anyways, dang. Yeah, apparently when she got home, there's a pregnant malnourished dog on her back porch. Anyway. (laughs) Hey, look, we really hope that y'all enjoyed last week's episode. We really do hope that you guys did do that. (laughs) Are you okay? (laughs) Um, because we have gotten some text messages that are encouraging because yeah. we were just in here being silly and funny, but y'all enjoyed yeah. it. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited to get into this though. A little <clears throat> more serious this week. For sure. But hopefully so. encouraging and relatable yeah. and. Oh yeah, for sure. Good. So it'll be all of those things, I think. So today was weird for me because I was like out of my ordinary schedule but yeah let's do Jesus Chunk and Joy okay um Jesus the so the sermon um from Sunday which was, you did not send to me yet. I did not you're right um but I'll send it to you awesome like awesome 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 Kyle kind of was like hey guys it's Peter's sermon it's kind of hard to teach a sermon on a sermon and so I'm gonna let Peter kind of teach it for us and we're gonna go through it together it was pretty right. cool and um yeah it was just so so good and it was on acts um two um it's like the long his whole sermon so it was really good and it was all about um kind of just like how the um he talked about 
like let me see <laughs> hold on y'all um please hold yeah Victoria's pause trying to find all right exactly go get some coffee um <laughs> yeah get a snack i'm trying to find something anyways honestly i'm just gonna put it in the in the show notes i'm not even kidding okay. i'm gonna copy and paste a link in the show notes because y'all it was a great sermon um and i probably will bring some of it up in the topic today actually okay, so cool. um that'll be good but it was very encouraging um and just made me i literally on the way to lunch i was i had tears in my eyes i was telling nate i was crying and i was like oh wow gosh like what an amazing thing that um like <laughs> that we were the ones who like christ died for for past present and future sins so all sin was on him on the cross like all sin our sin previous sins of like the prophets and current sins of the people like who were right there around him the roman soldiers everything everyone so like we killed christ yeah we did i did my Mm -hmm. sin put him there right like but he chose to die like a criminal's death the most unjust like the most unjust thing to ever happen in the entire world yeah like a completely innocent sinless man died for me so that I could choose like so that I could like live eternal life with him and be like saved from my sin like it was just so good and I was just like it's the line from how deep the father's love for us I know. it was my sin that held, held him, him there, there yeah. until it was accomplished yeah exactly his and dying it, breath has brought me life i, I know, know that, that it, it is, is finished. finished oh so good i know it's like my favorite one of my favorite hymns so i um but it was such a good sermon i'll definitely include it in the show notes because it's just too good not to listen to um and some of this i mean these sermons from the past few weeks and acts have been some of the greatest that i've heard at at our church so been really really cool just a testament to how powerful the word is so um that's my jesus my junk mm, you said that's my jesus that's my jesus my junk is i don't really oh i'm i'm dealing with some allergies <laughs> nerdiest thing you've ever said um yesterday i kind of woke up with like a little bit of sore throat but it's not really sore it's just like drainage and allergies and i think it's because yesterday morning was a little bit cooler dare i say (laughs) it was like 76 degrees dare i say it was cooler outside and i think my allergies were like whoa my body was like what so i'm just drinking a bunch of water but it's always like not fun to have drainage and i'm also about to go on a plane on wednesday so i don't want to like get like the boss babe yeah, boss babe, going on a work trip, guys, um, on Wednesday, flying out, um, coming back Friday. I'm just a jet setter, so that's all. Probably will have a little jet lag coming back. <laughs> from since, Indiana? Yes, since I'm going from <laughs> central time zone to eastern, it's just right. going to be a lot. Right. So. So, all right, so your joy, though? <laughs> She's is coughing. That? My joy is that I'm going to get to see my coworkers and it's actually going to be fun. It's going to be like a fun um, end of year gathering. So it's not like it's like, oh, a bunch of meetings. Everybody sit in the office. Like, it's going to be cool. And Friday, there's we're going to be at a park and we're going to be eating. And it's like shorts and t-shirts, like cash. So. Okay, so I'm here's the vibe I'm getting. I'm thinking Scranton, like Dunder Mifflin picnic with all the companies there. Vibe, all yes, the branches yes. there. 
That's what I'm getting from yes, this. Yes, absolutely. Okay. That's Everybody kind of the comes vibe. together. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe. And we're going to Cheesecake Factory. Shout out Cheesecake Factory on Thursday okay. night for dinner. I've never been to Cheesecake Factory. I've been one time. The menu is overwhelming. Yeah. Do you think that, is the food good though? I mean, I've only been one time, so I only tried one thing. Yeah. Some people are uh, like obsessed with that place. Like, I know. Like they'll any chance they get. I think I've gotten, actually, I think I've gotten food from there once and then cheesecake from there once. Uh, I think they're known for their cheesecake. <laughs> really? Because I got the huevos rancheros and I think they're known for that. <laughs> So that's my joy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So, all right. Well, my Jesus is that I met with um, Taylor and Amanda on Friday night, and we discussed the first, like, the introduction in the first chapter of Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland. Love, Highly love, recommend love. that book if you are wanting a book to read. Um, it was really special. It's always so good to get together with them mm-hmm. because they're – and they're young enough, like they're younger than me by probably, I guess, how old are they? Four years younger than me? Yeah. Which is a good enough gap that I'm in a different season of life than them, but I was just in their season not too long ago. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of um, relate in a lot of ways, but still try to give them some wisdom for, for what's ahead, you know, as they prepare for life after college and um, getting married and just finding church families, like all of those things that as a college student, you know, they're kind of looming mm-hmm. and you're thinking about them, but you're also in the midst of trying to get a degree and it can be stressful. It can be overwhelming. Um, so to get together with them is always good. That yeah. was my Jesus. And then this really sweet lady came up actually this is my joy too honestly this really sweet lady came up to us and said are y'all having small group (laughs) and we were like yes ma'am and um she said did I overhear y'all say that you have a podcast (gasps) and I guess the girls in passing had said something about oh the podcast this week was good or I don't know but that lady heard us and came oh my gosh and I said yeah I do actually with my best friend and um yeah, and she was like, <laughs> "Wait, you're my best friend. <laughs> um, sh- you're one of my best friends, so uh, don't get it twisted." Dang, okay. Anyways, <laughs> but she said, "Oh, well, I want to listen to it. What's it called?" So I told her it's called "Goodness Gracious," and so she was like, "Oh my gosh, okay, I'm gonna listen." She was probably in her early forties. Very maybe. cool. Yeah. Well, then we got up to leave, and she got my attention again, and was like, "Hey, are y'all on Facebook?" Like, how can I follow y'all? And I was like, yeah, we're on Facebook. So she followed us, and she said something else that was just encouraging. Like, that's so cool that y'all are doing that. How do I say this in, like, a a graceful way? I had to, like, today I didn't feel great and had to get some medicine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so that was kind of junky because I had to get, like, a prescription called in which is always a little bit of a hassle because you have to call your doctor's office, right? wait for them to call back, and then you talk to them about what's going on, and then they call it in. Then it's another hour. But I guess I'd rather do that than pay a $40 copay and sit in urgent exactly. care. And so, your joy really should have been 
um, that I went and picked up your prescription for you on the way here. Okay. So, well, Victoria wants to have a, a moment. Yes. Vic- okay. Yes, it's true. Victoria stop by Walgreens, which is on the way to my house. Well, I actually don't go that way, but it is kind of on the way if I decided to go that way. Oh, yes. you don't go that way? You mm-hmm. go, you take Jeff Hamilton over there? Yeah. You turn right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That changes how I think about it. Yeah. Wow, I definitely didn't think you went that way. I did. Anyways, but nevertheless. You're actually so dumb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, yes, yeah, awesome. she, she did pick up my prescription, which was really sweet. Yes. But no, I'm just kidding. those are my Jesus junks. Enjoy in no particular order. Yep. And follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. And follow Tailgate to Table. <laughs> Tailgate to Table, which is on hold right now because my husband... First of all, sorry about the chair. I had to fix myself. It's okay. So we've got to get our cover photography done, but we can't win. <laughs> it's football season, so I know that's kind of hard. I know. So I'm trying to figure out what the how, deal is. how we're going to because the cookbook is basically done, mm-hmm. but we can't put it out without that. Yeah. So it is on hold. It may be, need to be pushed to October. But you know what? It's okay. Because it's, it's all in the Lord's timing. It is. And you know. You want it to be good. You yes. Know, you want it to be done. You want it to be good to the best of your ability. And right. You'd rather it be late than, you know, on time and, and it just not feel right. Right. That's yeah. how I feel about it. And honestly, like, the dream is that. Here's really the dream. The dream is that a publisher would pick it up. Mm-hmm. And because most of the time when people self-publish their books, it starts out as self-published. But then if it does really well and it gets enough attention, a publisher will say, hey, we want to pick up your project. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Maybe that'll happen. That'd be a dream come true. Yeah. That'd be so, awesome. Yeah. Anyways, so Victoria, what's our topic today? Today, you guys, we're talking about quiet time. Yes, and honestly, if you have not been a believer for very long, or either you didn't grow up in church, yeah. or you know, in a, in certain communities, like you may not even know you may not that know what quiet time. Is. If you don't speak fluent Christianese, right, <laughs> right, quiet time may not be super familiar within your you know in your language right yes and I even like sometimes I call it God time um but most of the time I just go back to the good old-fashioned quiet time quiet time and when would you say you first were introduced to the spiritual discipline of quiet time (laughs) or reading and praying basically yeah yeah um so probably in I mean I would say probably in high school Okay, it was much earlier for me. Yeah, I bet. Much earlier. Which is awesome. Probably, I can remember the first mention of Quiet Time all the way back to like six years old. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. I literally can't remember. I can't remember a certain time or, yeah, like when I was familiar with that phrase. I think that my, I bet you that it was like my children's minister or something must Mm -hmm. have used it pretty frequently. Probably so. Her name was Carrie. But I bet that's what it was. Um, And I saw quiet time embodied, like, my whole life. But actual words, quiet time, yeah, I was super young. Mm -hmm. And and even then, you know, I pretty much knew what it meant. But at six years old, how are you going to really have a 
a quiet time, you know, and I was saved, um, really young and, and baptized really young, but it took several years, I think, for me to nail down what that looked like for me. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, if you guys want to know, Wikipedia defines quiet time as... Uh-uh. The term quiet time or sacred time is used by 20th century Protestants, mostly evangelical Christians. It's also called personal Bible study or personal devotions. Rick Warren points out that it also has been called morning watch and appointment with God. Like... But appointment with God's kind of nice because it's like, I have an appointment this morning with God. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> I have an appointment with God this morning. Sorry, I can't. <laughs> so when I was kind of working up my little outline, one thing I put was, what is quiet time? And this is just my very basic working definition. Yep. Private time spent with the Lord in his word and in prayer. Perfect. I, I mean, that's, I was like, I feel like it doesn't get... Much simpler than that. Yeah. So, with quiet time, I guess the question really is, how is it different than corporate worship? How is it different than small group or listening to a podcast Mm -hmm. or listening to worship music? Mm -hmm. What's the difference? Mm. Let's see. I mean, obviously, there's... There's a, I mean, quiet time is most of the time by yourself (laughs) with the Lord. Corporate worship is obviously with other people, um, typically at church. And yeah, quiet time is that, is that time where it's just you and God. Um, And it, it is, it is different because it's not, obviously, yeah, not with a body of believers in guided prayer, guided music or a sermon or um, anything like that. So, um, I would say that's a basic difference on a base level. That's the difference. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A very obvious difference, I guess. So in, in what, I guess what we're not saying too, is that all of those things aren't good or that you're not worshiping God just as much in those times. Mm -hmm. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying that quiet time is essential for the believer because it is time spent alone with God. Mm-hmm. And I think what we often forget is that we have access to the Holy God of the universe, mm-hmm. who is our Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have access to the throne room. Yeah. And so that good. the veil has been torn. Yeah. And that we can approach the Father and that we can approach the Holy of Holies because of what Christ has done. And... So often we don't. Yeah, that's good. We don't. And there are a lot of reasons why, um, alleged reasons, that we will get into today. But what I've noticed in my, I've got a quote-unquote boring testimony, I guess. But what I've noticed in my, how old am I? 18 years being a professing believer is that... The Lord will reveal things to you about himself Mm -hmm. in quiet time with him that you may never receive from a sermon or in corporate worship. That's exactly right. Or from a podcast. That's exactly right. Have you seen, like, do you have that same feeling? Have you seen that? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, because (laughs) our God is a personal God. He desires, he's 
he came in human form. Like, he came to earth as a human. Jesus, the person of God, existed when he was born here on earth. Like, that's amazing. So, God is a very personal God. There's a whole reason why we compare marriage, like, why we why marriage is a picture of the gospel like Mm -hmm. and why my friend maddie says like would you say that like if you like basically like sinning is adultery against god you know like we have a personal relationship with the father right um and so i think yes absolutely there's a there's a personal aspect there he desires and knows us the hairs of our that every the number of hairs on our head like yeah. knows our innermost being and desires a personal relationship with us that's what's so cool about him and so yeah absolutely i think um i, I think he can definitely reveal reveal truths to you um through his word to you that he, that you may not necessarily get from corporate worship if you are forsaking quiet time or personal, you know, private time with the Lord, dare I say you are missing out on an aspect of the Father that I I don't know how I would live without. Yeah, you're missing out on a, um, on some amazing, like, blessing and opportunity to know, to know and love God more, um, and to know that He loves you. Right, and to feel loved and by feel Him, loved and to feel—that's good—and to know that you are in His presence. Yeah, so cool. When you go to God, when yeah. you are down on your knees, when you are in the Word, when you say, "Lord, I want to be—I want this time. This is my appointment with You." Mm-hmm. He is there. Right. He is there. That's good. The Holy Spirit is living within you. God is there. God mm-hmm. is not distant from us. Mm-hmm. And I think often we are overwhelmed by this idea of quiet time because we're like, well, I don't know where to start or I don't know enough about the Bible or I don't know how to pray. I don't, how much time should I be, should I be doing five minutes, 10 minutes, 45 minutes? Well, my friend says she does 30 minutes. My friend over here is studying Romans. My friend over here is doing this. What am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, because of all those things, then we feel like it's unapproachable. Mm-hmm. We just say, okay, we're not we're not going to do it. But God is literally the opposite of unapproachable. Yes, that's so good. And you could start by spending time, if you're overwhelmed, you could start by praying that yes. the Lord would give you wisdom on what to do in your quiet time. That's right. Just go to him. Like, that's what he asks. Like, yeah. And how about this? What about the believer that says, because I've been here before, mm-hmm. what about the believer that says, I don't have a desire to read my Bible? Right. I don't have a desire to pray. What mm-hmm. do you say to that believer? That I understand. Yes. And that I get it. And that you don't need to feel like, I don't want that to, because if you struggle with, if you and in your life, and you may be like me, where you you were scared of God, and that's why you started believing, quote unquote, believing in Him, because you were scared of going to hell. Okay? Yes, yes. So if you if you started out with kind of that legalistic mindset, fear based, the Lord is not pleased with me unless I'm doing all these right things. Then hear me when I say, like, if you don't have a desire 
to read the word or you're not feeling like it you're you're like I'm I'm spiritually feeling dry I don't care to read the Bible I don't care to pray to God there are seasons of your life where you're gonna feel that way right so hear me when I say don't don't necessarily make that be like well I must not be a believer and I'm, I'm scared of what if I'm not saved what if I'm not blah, blah, blah. hey chill yep because it's a spiritual discipline. And guess There's what? There's a reason why it's called a spiritual discipline. Yes. And the more you do it, the more you'll desire it. Because that's how his word is designed. And also, think about this. Practically speaking, yeah. that's how habits work. Habits work in general. Yeah. So don't overcomplicate it too, too, too much. Because it is, it is a deeply spiritual, impactful, powerful thing. But it's not complicated. That's why six-year-olds can do it. Amen. Yeah, that's um, so good. And so just get in there. Just even start, I mean, start with five minutes yeah. of reading a passage and, and praying over it and saying, Lord, help this to pierce my heart. Like, But I know, I know what it feels like to feel spiritually dry and not to want to read the Word. Didn't you recently, like this year... You were texting me, and you were like, I feel so spiritually dry. Yes. Was that you? Yeah, I think, probably. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. I did have a season of that, like, this year, a few months ago, where I was like, God, I don't, like, I don't care. I'm not, I'm like, I was, like, apathetic yes, to his Yes, you word. did. You talked yeah. to me about that. Yeah, I was just apathetic to his word and to prayer. And, again, like, the human heart is fickle. Like, thank God that he's not. Hey, we're living in the already, but not, <laughs> not yet. yet. Right. And what you, and what I mean by that is, yes, if you're a believer, you are already saved. You are already bought by the blood. You are already redeemed. You are secure. But hey, you're being <clears throat> sanctified. You have not yet been glorified. Right. Okay. Right. That's coming. Praise God. That's coming. I can't wait for it to get here. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's not. God is not scared of you saying God, I don't have a desire to read your word. Can you please give me that desire? Mm -hmm. That does not scare God. Yeah. That does not make God love you any less. Yeah. He's that not wagging his finger at you like, yes. yeah, you better get in your Bible. And let me tell you something right here, and right. I didn't even plan on saying this. If you're someone listening to this and you grew up in a legalistic household where you had to have certain, you know, T's crossed and certain I's dotted, or you really genuinely thought, if I die tomorrow and I haven't done all of these things, I'm going to hell. If, if that's what you thought, then this concept of grace and this concept of God not being mad at you is going to be a lot harder for you to grasp. Mm -hmm. But with that comes just prayer and crying out to God and being in his word. And know, the more that you know him, the more you'll know that that's not the God you serve. That's what I was, I was just about to say that. I was like... If you if that's how you feel, like if that's how you feel like God is, man, get in the Word because you're yes. gonna learn that that's not that's not the God of the Bible. You have been maybe that's something you've been taught or you've convinced yourself of. Maybe you're worshiping a false god because you're worshiping a god who um, who hates you if he if you're not reading your Bible every day or if you're not or who hates you if you you know cussed or whatever. Like that's a false god. That's a false image of God that you have in your brain and it's your pride it's pride too to think that you could keep all the commandments hey guess what <laughs> if we had the capability to be perfect why would Jesus have to save us at all right. like why did we, we have need, sinned 
Jesus wouldn't have died if we didn't sin. Right. <laughs> like, right. That's and, it. And why would we need that right. if we were able to follow all the rules? Right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So be encouraged by that, too, that there is absolutely grace for you. There will be seasons where you're like, oh, my gosh, I am overwhelmed with all of the you know, demands of life, of my mm-hmm. job, of my marriage, of friendships, whatever. And I can't, I just can't find the time in my day for God mm-hmm. or for quiet time. Victoria, if you, if I were coming to you with that, okay, so let's do a hypothetical. Mm-hmm. If I came to you and I said, Victoria, I genuinely feel like I don't have time because some of y'all listening to this are thinking that. Yeah. You're thinking, okay, I love what y'all are saying. Keep it coming. Amen. Yes, girl. I don't have time. Yeah. So if I came to you and said that, what would be your encouragement or even your... um, Loving rebuke. Loving rebuke of that. Um. Well, one, I would say walk me through your day. I would okay. Say, I would say walk me through your day. What does your day look like typically? Okay, I'm going to do a hypothetical day. Okay. This is not necessarily my day. This is just a hypothetical. Okay. Okay. So, well, I wake up at 630 and I'm just crawling out of bed, get ready for work. I have to be at work by eight and then I get home from work about five, 530. And then once I get home from work, I just have so many things to do. I've got laundry. I've got, I've got to get the kids here. I've got to cook dinner. I've got, you know, I want to exercise. So I exercise for 30 minutes and then. By the time all that's done, it's 8 o'clock. I need to be getting ready for bed. So I watch a show to wind down or I scroll through my phone for a minute and then I try to fall asleep before 9, 30, 10 o'clock. That's my day. Mm. Hypothetically. What time did you say you get up for work? I get up at 6.30. You get up at 6.30 for work. Okay. And you get all that stuff and then you're trying to get in bed before 9.30, which is really good. Sleep is super important. Um... I would, I would ask you, I would say, okay, do you feel like it would be possible for you to get up any earlier, earlier than 6.30? Would, could you do 6? Yeah, I think I could do 6 as long as I am in bed and asleep before 10. Awesome. I would say, okay, well, maybe if you woke up at 6 and made sure to go to bed at a good, decent hour... Um, I feel like six is probably super doable for you. If you want me to text you the night before to help you kind of remember to, okay, like put the phone down. Don't, don't watch that next episode of that show so that you can get in bed so that you can get up at 6 a.m. I'd be happy to do that as your friend. Or, hey, um, do you feel like you would rather maybe not watch that show and do your quiet time then? And, they, and you'd probably be like, no, I kind of need that time to wind down. I would actually like to watch that show or whatever. And I'd say, then getting up is probably going to be the easier part for you then. Okay. And then I would say, hey, there, your life is going to be crazy either way. Like, this is life. Like, you have work and kids and all the stuff like that is just going to be the way it is. But don't neglect that time with the Lord because that should be the very center that that helps you to be a good mom, that helps you to be a good wife, that helps you to be a good employee. Like, Christ is the center of everything that we do. So, like, I would really encourage you, friend, to really make that time for him, even if it's just 30 minutes, even if it's just 15 on some of those days. Like, but you really need to have that time. 
and even when you're exercising like maybe you have time to read maybe if, even if you just woke up at six fifteen and read the word a little bit and then when you exercise at the end of the day maybe spend that time in, like while you're exercising literally just praying for 30 minutes like the whole time mm-hmm. just praying like whatever you know what I mean Okay, so what just happened is this. I came to my friend and my sister in Christ, first and foremost, actually, with a concern, with something I'm struggling with, and how did Victoria respond? Victoria did not say, girl, it, it girl, it's okay, it's okay, you just got to do what you can do, and, you know, it'll be all right. Okay, she did, in a way, say that, and mm-hmm. she agreed with me and said I've been there I know how you're feeling so the first step I think is yes it's okay to sympathize or empathize with that person absolutely it is Mm -hmm. but I think the right next step is to say okay I hear you I totally understand that what can we do about this right practically speaking because spending time with the Lord is of Of utmost importance, (laughs) sorry, because spending time with the Lord is of utmost importance. How can we fit this into your very busy day? Mm -hmm. That may look like getting up 30 minutes earlier. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, because there is, there is grace too, if you don't have 30 minutes, if you only have 15 minutes, right? you know, because here's the thing, it's not, it's your posture before the Lord. Mm Mm-hmm. It's your heart in, in, in that time. Because if you approach it with the mindset of legalism, of if I, if I don't check this box off, God is not going to be as pleased with me today. Hmm. You're coming at it from the wrong angle. You have to switch your mindset to say, I need this time with my Savior, with my God, hmm. before I approach any other aspect of my day. Before I even talk to my husband, before I even wake up the kids, before I even fill in the blank, whatever, I need my God. Yeah. And I need this time with him Mm -hmm. because I don't like me without him. That's good. That's good. So honestly, it's honestly low key. It's even a little bit selfish in a way. Yeah. Because it's like, dang, I need Jesus. (laughs) Like (laughs) me without Jesus is no bueno, (laughs) you know? So Victoria encouraged me, Victoria equipped me, like helped me be like, okay, how can I fit this in? And then she said, I'll help you in this. So I'll text you and say, hey, you know, start winding down. Yeah. Accountability. That's exactly right. So that's just, you know, that's part of it. And the Christian life and spiritual disciplines newsflash are not always going to be easy. Mm-hmm. It may be very easy for you to listen to worship music. You may love listening to worship music and that's all you ever listen to. You may not struggle at all with listening to secular or, you know, music that's bad for you to listen. That may not be a struggle of yours. Yeah. But maybe you haven't picked up your Bible aside from Sunday morning that's good. in a month, you know, in two months. Maybe you haven't spent time with the Lord in prayer in a hot minute. Yeah. We're all going to have different struggles, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's where that accountability comes in. That's good. And that's where we have friends who can say, hey, been there, done that. Here's what we can do. Right. That's good. My next question was, 
is quiet time, and I think we've answered this already, is it essential for the believer and why? I do think I, I do think some form of quiet time of personal time with the Lord is essential. Yes. I think whatever that may look like, that's going to look different in different seasons and quiet time may not be a full on Bible study, maybe a passage and prayer, like it may be, you know, whatever. But um yeah, I would say that a personal aspect of your faith, the personal aspect of your faith, reading the word in prayer is essential. All right, so somebody said to you, okay, I see what you're saying, but are you saying that I have to have quiet time to, to, be, a to be a Christian? Chair squeaks. <laughs> it's it's akin to the question, yeah. do I have to go to church to be a Christian? Right. It's kind of the same. Right. Um, I question how much the Lord has affected your life if you come to me and say I don't I don't feel like I have to be in the word or or prayer or praying to be Christian I question how much the Lord has truly affected your life I would have to know that person to say whether they would are a believer or not um obviously there needs to be fruit there like that's how we know that someone um but I, I would question how, how they've been affected. Have they been truly... I would question, how have you truly been transformed by Christ? Have you... is Was it a, you know, just a just information that you received? Or has there been a transformation in your heart? Like, that are you, are you truly changed? Do you desire to desire? Even if you don't desire reading the Word, do you desire to desire reading the Word? Right. Or do you desire to desire prayer? Like that may be hard for you. You may not feel like one, like you may not want to do it, but do you want, do you pray, Lord, give me the desire to want to pray? Well, and at a basic level, I think what, what we would have to ask. (laughs) Yeah. Go ahead. I I was just like, in my brain, I was like, I mean, I I don't even know how you, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you do this Christian life without prayer. Or without being in the word. That's like a big part of it. That's kind of like a huge That's part like a of huge it. percentage. Like on the pie chart, it's a big yeah. chunk. And of I'm pie. sure we've all been confronted. I rem- I have been confronted with, man, I'm just doing, I'm just going through the motions. I'm going to church and I'm going to whatever, but I'm not spending time in the word. But I knew in that moment that I was a believer. I knew, I, I knew that. Yeah. But I was not taking advantage of the gift, not burden. It is the gift to be in communion, communion with the Lord. Yeah. To approach the throne, like to approach the throne of the almighty God. Like that is a gift. That's a gift, not yeah, a burden. It is. Wow. The fact that you just said, okay, so it's not a burden. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are approaching that time as, oh, this is something I've got to do. This is something that I have to, Victoria and Brianna said, I have to have quiet time. No, 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 no. We get to spend time mm-hmm. with Almighty God. Mm-hmm. It should be a freeing thing because we get to engage with God's character. Right. My husband That's said exactly earlier. right. Yeah. It should be freeing. Now, are you going to want to every day? No. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you don't want to work out every day. 
you don't want to drink water. You don't want some of y'all out here just not drinking water, right? And knowing, knowing good and well, that's why yeah, you go get back headaches. to episode two. Yeah, drink more water is the title. Guess of that what? Episode. If you don't feel, and you know what, I just had this thought: if you don't feel close to God, if you don't feel like you're walking in the Spirit, if you don't feel close to other believers if you feel in general disconnected Mm -hmm. from faith as a whole from your faith and from the christian community what it is worth asking why is that Mm -hmm. oh oh you're not in church okay that's a big reason Mm -hmm. oh you don't have a time with the lord consistently Mm -hmm. that's probably another big reason Oh, you only ever listen to Theo Vaughn's podcast. Mm-hmm. That may be another red flag. <laughs> you know, all of these things like, oh, you never do the things of God. Like you never right. engage with the things of God. That could be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. That could be part Definitely. of it. Definitely. How can you worship and love a God you don't know? Yeah. And how can you get to know God without engaging with his word? That's good. That's good. Why would you want to worship a God you don't know? Right. Why would you want to worship a God that feels distant from you? Mm-hmm. That's good. You don't want to. You you wouldn't want to. Yeah. But God is not distant from you. You're distant from God. Mm-hmm. Also, if, you, if you're going to say that you believe in the God of the Bible, you need to be able to make, be ready to make a defense. Yes. Come on. So... <laughs> So this is why in youth, it's like we're engaging with the text because we, that's why Nate last week taught on a hard passage, a hard passage that I have trouble with, that many of us adults probably have trouble with. Yeah. When the Lord commanded Saul to wipe out the Amalekites, he said, men, women, children, and nursing babies. Hmm. What does that mean? So... We talked about that. We fleshed through that. Again, you can talk to my husband about that passage. That's a whole podcast episode because it was a whole sermon for him and he went over. So (laughs) that's a whole, but we want the youth to engage with that text because what happens when they get to college and somebody says, well, your God commanded this guy, commanded Saul to do this and all this. Did you know that? Is that the God of the Bible that you want to love, that you worship, that you say is good? And then if you've never been confronted with that text, if you're not in the word and you'll you, be speechless, you didn't know that, you're going to be like, I didn't, I didn't know that he did that. And then guess what? You're going to deconstruct. <laughs> Maybe not, but I would argue, Victoria, I really would argue that a lot of the deconstruction that we have seen in recent years is a product of people who have not been discipled in the word of God. Yes. So I'm going to, yes. So like. And I know that, like... Deconstruction meaning, let's define that. Yeah, well, deconstructing your faith, completely breaking, kind of breaking it down. And if you're deconstructing to reconstruct, awesome. But, like, it's fine to break down your faith and to to to, to get it down to, okay, what are the basics? What do I believe? What is this? Like, that's fine. But, I mean, yes, that's I, I would say that that's true. I think that we are not... I think maybe a, a generation before us, maybe we weren't. 
Maybe they weren't teaching on the passages that, that needed to be taught on. Or maybe we were soft on some topics we needed to be a little bit, you know, harder on. Or needed to engage with some other of the, some some more passages that were difficult. And seek, you know, commentary and look at his, his you know, context and look at the Greek and, and the Hebrew and all that. Like, but point being is you need to be in the word because, again, how can you make a defense for somebody that you don't know? If somebody came up to me and told me, guess what, Brianna, I heard that Brianna, um, that she shoplifts, that she literally steals. Like, I heard that she does that. Several of my friends have told her that she does that and that she shoplifts. And also she um, cheats on her husband. Yeah. I'd be like, that's not true because I know Brianna. And mm-hmm. I know that she wouldn't do that because I know her character. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I spend time with her. Because I talk to her. Because mm-hmm. she's my friend. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I can speak to her character. That's why I can give a defense for my friend. Mm-hmm. Because I know her. Right. God doesn't need me, no, to defend him. To defend him. But I should be a I should be willing to and ready to give a defense for my faith because it is good for the gospel right. because it helps it to go forward because right. it helps to people to see who God is like I I want my God to have a good name with other people I that's want other right. people to know that's why if this was, I was in this situation I want people to know that Brianna that Brianna's name is clear that she doesn't cheat on her husband and she doesn't shoplift like right and so. Like, God calls us his children, and we're, a fr- like, Jesus calls us a friend. Mm-hmm. Like, that is an incredible privilege, because he knows us. And, like, how much more, like, should we desire, like, that friendship with him? Like, he loves us and cares for us. It's a personal relationship. He's a very personal God, like I said. So, Yeah. Anyways, that was a lot, but yeah. No, 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 it was was great. But to go back to what you were saying and what we were talking about with the whole deconstruction thing, I I really believe that. And I see it shifting. I do see a positive shift in youth ministry. But I think for so long, youth ministry and children's ministry and all was so focused on, let's just get these numbers. Hey, how many conversions did we have? Mm-hmm. How many people walked the aisle at Vacation Bible School? How many people came to the altar at youth night? How many decisions did we get, Pastor? How many decisions? Oh, we got 15 baptisms this Sunday. Okay. Fast forward five years later. Ten years later. They've lost a parent. They've been cheated on. They have lost a child. Mm-hmm. Guess what? That card they filled out is not a foundation to stand on. Mm. We have failed the generation that came before us if all we ever told them to do, I'm, I'm trying not to get like angry, but no. if all we ever instructed them to do was to say a prayer, we failed them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it does not start and stop there. Mm-hmm. That's not the end of the story. Yeah. Like, No wonder they don't know God. No Mm. wonder they stray from God. No wonder, like, they question. Because they were never discipled. They were never discipled. Right. So we as a church and as a body of believers have to step up and say, oh, you were just saved this past year? Come, you're with me. Mm. 
I'm discipling you. Mm. So listen, if you're listening to this and you've been a believer for several years, you need to start praying, Lord, who am I to disciple right now? Mm. You know, what does that look like for me? Am I, am I discipling my children? Am I discipling a friend? Am I discipling a student? Like, I don't know what that looks like for you, but they're not going to learn if they're never told. Like, how will they know? How will they know? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. I mean, I'm just, I get really fired up about that because we're like all about, I know. you know, getting them to walk the aisle. But what if they're, you know. Yeah. Like, what if they're in a car accident and the person they were with dies, but they don't? Yeah. Like, what's the foundation for that? Right. You know? Yeah. It's not the decision they made when they were six, if that's all they ever learned. Yeah. That's good. Like, if you don't develop, part of developing a theology around suffering and the reason for it and the purpose for it is time alone with God. Mm. You have to spend that time alone with God. And read those hard passages and wrestle with those hard things and be in prayer to experience his grace and his goodness in a way that you can't from listening to Caleb. I'm, I mean, you, dang, <laughs> my mouth said, <gasps> y'all, dang. Like, Caleb's great. Caleb's great. Yeah, Toby Mac is positive. great. It's positive. It's encouraging. Caleb, Caleb, Caleb. Exactly. Our God's not dead. dead. He's, He's surely alive. He's, no, but it's... But yeah. Okay, here's the thing. Couldn't get too Caleb too is fine. Like, that's cool. I'm good with that. Whatever. Theology of suffering, though? <laughs> yeah. You need to be reading Romans. Yeah. You need to be reading the Psalms. Yeah. Like, anyway, let me take a break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Calm down, sister. I know, I know. I'm getting <laughs> no, real like heated, it. but in a like in a good way. Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like righteous anger. It's like where, how how did we get here? I know, you know, know. yeah. Where like what went wrong? And, yeah, and how do we fix it? Also, I feel like we already do take advantage of. Um, I mean, we're very privileged in the church in America. Because we're able to worship not in secret, right? So yes. we don't have to worry about yes. being killed for our faith here. Right. Um, we don't have to worry too much about being um, unlawfully imprisoned for yeah. our faith here. Um, and I think that it is it is crazy, and I'm just, I am talking to myself. It is absolutely crazy that I am not taking advantage of being able to read the whole Bible when there are people risking their lives for pages, for one page of the Bible in other countries. People risking their lives, fearing for their lives, like have been killed for trying to get a page from the Bible. Just a taste. And I have all of it right here and many and several others. Several other copies in all different translations. In my own language. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy that I don't take advantage of that. Right. It's such a, it is such a gift. Yeah. And I'm missing out on amazing blessings. 
an I know that we like to say this is not turning into what don't don't hear me say but I know that we don't like to be like or I know we like to be like America is going to like hell in a handbasket and all this stuff but y'all we still have freedom of religion like we're still able to like read the bible and like man we do really have we we have grown up privileged being in this country for that for that main reason that we do have freedom of religion that's pretty incredible we take that for granted as well and so like what that means is that we do have the word that we're able to pray together and alone by ourselves in our house we don't I can pray out loud in my house I don't have to whisper Mm -hmm. like that's incredible Mm -hmm. yeah anyways well, and, and you look at the example of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So talking about quiet time, well, you know, we don't see that those words in like the <laughs> New Testament. Yeah. But Jesus had quiet time. Right. The disciples had quiet time. Right. The apostles had quiet time. Like women in, in scripture had time with Jesus. Like it's. It's not a new concept. This is not like a 20th, 21st century kind of deal. Jesus modeled this for us. Mm -hmm. He modeled what it looked like. And, And I just wanted to quickly walk through, like, you know, some of the things that we did. So, or some of the things that he did. So, when you look at Mark 1. So, this is from Mark 1. This is, I took this from a Desiring God article that I'll link in the show notes. After his fame spread everywhere, and the whole city was gathered together at the door. So, Jesus, everybody knows about Jesus now. <laughs> the The word is out. He's healing people. He is performing miracles. He's got these disciples following him around. The word is out. What does Jesus do? Jesus takes a remarkable step. He slips away the following morning. And pay attention to the wording here in this article. To restore his soul in secret converse with his father. Mm-hmm. Slipped away the following morning to restore his soul. Guys, okay, so let's make sure we're all understanding that we're all on the same page here. <laughs> Jesus is the son of God. Mm-hmm. Fully God, fully man. Even he communed with the Father. Mm-hmm. How much more do we need that time? Mm. And if you're praying, if you're praying, make me more like Jesus, that's part of looking more like Jesus. He that's went good. to a desolate place. Tell him what desolate means, Victoria. <laughs> desolate means um, quiet, alone, away, away, away from <laughs> away everything, from. and. Here's the other thing now, too. I don't know when you decided that I was the... You're the Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. But here's the other thing. I think it's significant that it mentions that Jesus went to a desolate place. Yeah, it's void of people. Jesus didn't go somewhere where everybody could see him, where everybody yeah. could see how holy he was, how high and mighty he was. It was private. Mm-hmm. Because it's not about what everybody else thinks. Mm-hmm. It's not about them seeing, oh, Brianna's having her quiet time. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, Vic- and now I'm not saying you can't post a story on on Instagram. I mean, that may be very encouraging and convicting yes. to somebody. I yeah. mean, I do that. Do that I'll be wisdom. like, this is a scripture that I read this yeah. morning and spoke to me. Like, definitely. But 
it's all about the heart and your posture before a holy God when it comes to that. Right. You know, and Mark one thirty five, rising very early in the morning while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place and there he prayed. So some might look at that and say, wow, and this is again from the article, what a ministry opportunity he left behind. Surely some of us would have skipped or shortened our private disciplines to rush and bless the swelling masses. Mm. So wait, but didn't that time alone with the father take away from all the miracles he could have been performing, take away from the blessings he could have imparted on others? Guess what? (laughs) We have to be filled up in order to pour out. Yep. Okay. That's right. And, your, your job may be ministry. Mm-hmm. You may say, Brianna, I'm in the Word every day. I, you know, mm-hmm. I teach, like, I'm a pastor or I am in women's ministry, right. whatever. Okay. I would argue you still need private time with the yeah. Lord. Yeah. To be filled up. Nate has, um, Nate had a class because he's in seminary. So his whole, he's in seminary and he's the minister to youth, to students and community groups at our church. He is in the word a lot, like, and prays for people a lot. And I remember he was in a class for, um, in seminary, and one of his professors was talking about, you know, like, you being in seminary, like, let those assignments, like, let some of that, like, some of that be your quiet time. Treat it as your quiet time. Because, yeah, you do have to do it, but... Like, what a great privilege and blessing it is, you know, to be able to use that. You're already in the Word. You might as well, like, make it sacred and make it your quiet time. Like, and he was kind of doing that to, like, say, hey, guys, I know while in seminary it may be hard to to be like, oh, now I have to have a, I'm already doing this. Do I need to have a separate time, like, a separate study or a separate specific book that I'm going through or something? And he was right. like, make what you're going through your quiet time. Like, mm-hmm. allow that to be your quiet time. And Nate still has quiet time with the Lord, even if it's for, for a class or something, you right. know? But, like, yeah, you can't be pouring out without being filled up. Like, there's nothing, there's going to be nothing to pour out. Well, and it, and I was going to mention this, but I was trying to figure out, like, when to fit yeah. it in. My mother was absolutely one of the most godly people I've ever known, will ever know. Mm-hmm. She was the mom of three kids. Mm-hmm. She worked full time in marketing for a bank. Okay. For a lot of time, she was doing things at, well, actually, as long as I can remember, did ministry at our church mm-hmm. and, you know, was always spending time with her girlfriends, encouraging them, lifting them up. This woman was busy mm-hmm. with all the right things, right? And write a book. <laughs> yes, and she wrote a book, but every morning without fail. So here's what I'm saying. If your excuse is busyness, I want you to listen to this. Every morning without fail. I lived in that house for 18 years, not actually 19 years, for as far back as I can remember. So let's say five, six years old. Vivid memories. Mm-hmm. I would wake up every morning, and there she would be, doing her Bible study, having her quiet time, and then she would get on her knees and pray. And we all knew 
Mama's having her quiet time. Mm-hmm. That was like a, you know, she's doing that. When she's done, she'll tend to me. She had us trained. You can do that with your kids. Mm-hmm. I firmly believe you can. That's what I was about to say. What if? What do you say to somebody who's like, well, I can't be like Mel Ann Sullivan. I can't be like Mel Ann. Why not? <laughs> Why not? I think that this is the part of the conversation yeah. where you have to be willing to say, yeah. maybe I'm not making sacrifices. Mm. Maybe I'm not actually, maybe I don't want it that bad. Mm. And guys, I'm not here to to bash you or, or to say that we're not doing enough or that we need to do. No, I'm just saying that I watched a woman for my entire life make time to commune with the Father every single day, mm-hmm. even when we were on vacation mm-hmm. with three kids all in the same house, all within two to four years of each other Yeah, while she was working full time. Yep. If you're up, if you happen to be up when, um, <laughs> when Dan, <laughs> Carol is up, when Danny Carol is up, if you happen to be up when he's up, he's reading his Bible. He's in the Word. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, with his cup of coffee. Like, Nate's dad is, is in the Word every morning. And, like, that's been a model to Nate. Like. Right. And I'm, I'm so thankful for in-laws who are in the Word, you know, and, and, like, I just, you know, it's, it's, it, it really, and they had, you know, four kids and he works full time and like it, it's, you can, you can do it, but I'm, I'm not going to sit here without kids and pretend like I know what it, what it's like. I no, won't, I won't we don't. That. We I don't. don't know what it's like. So I know that it may be harder. I'm not ignorant to the fact that it may be more difficult for you to find quiet time, but I know because I'm a believer and because I know what quiet time can do. I know that it's always going to be worth it. Yes. I know that it, I don't know, know that it's not easy for you because I, I don't, I don't know your life and I don't know what your schedule with your kids are and all of that, but I do know that it's worth it. So it's like, do you really want it? Like, I promise it's worth it either way for every believer. It's right. Worth it. Right. Well, and, and just understand this too if you if you are listening to this and you have kids they are going to learn far more by what you do than by what you say because mm-hmm. I am a product of that yeah I don't necessarily sit down and have my quiet time every day because my mom and dad always said hey make sure you read your bible every day yeah not that those aren't important things to say yeah but the habit was instilled in me, right. not because of what was said, but yeah. because of what was observed. Yeah, because of what you saw. Yeah. So know that, that from a young age, your babies are watching you. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you they're watching you because I know I was. Yeah. From a young age. Yeah. That's good. Make that time sacred and make, make them know, hey, this is, yeah. I'm, this is mama's time with Jesus. You're not a bad mom or a bad dad for yeah. setting aside time with the Lord. Because guess what? That's going to make you a better mom and a better dad. Yes. A better parent. Let you me. know. Yes. A better friend. And, all the things. And Christ did not come into the world to condemn the world. Right. So don't let this be a condemning message for you. Again, the Bible, by reading your Bible and praying, like these are freeing things. These should yes. be freeing things. They're gifts, not burdens. Um, and so 
And um, there's a, let me find it if I can find it. You're good. There's a quote um, that I am a big fan of. And I quote it all the time. It's from C.S. Lewis. I want to say it's from The Four Loves, but I don't know. Or The Great Divorce, whatever. Um, But he says, and I want y'all to listen to it because, you know, C.S. Lewis, he can write kind of like, but keep, you know, track with me. To love you as I should. He's talking about, so I say this, I posted this whenever I was celebrating our one-year anniversary, Nate and I's one-year anniversary. And it's talking about, when you're saying, like, I love you to a person. So, to love you as I should, I must worship God as creator. When I have learned to love God better than my earthly dearest, I shall love my earthly dearest better than I do now. Insofar as I learn to love my earthly dearest at the expense of God and instead of God, I shall be moving towards the state in which I shall not love my earthly dearest at all. When first things are put first, second things are not suppressed, but increased. Wow. So you will love better when you love God first. Yeah. You will love your husband better. You will love your children better. Right. And a part of loving God first and loving God more is having personal time with him. And I, what I really don't want this to be is a thing where people are like, all right, well, I got to read my Bible or I'm not a good Christian or I'm not going to become a better Christian or blah, 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 blah. Like, no, I I feel guilty. This makes me feel guilty. Mm, Christ didn't die on the cross for you to feel guilt or shame. He died on the cross to free you from sin. Yeah. So you don't need to be feeling guilty. Let that be. If you have the spirit in you, I hope it's conviction. And let that be repentance. So turning away and turning to sin. Like if you feel like you've neglected your time with the Lord or neglected the Lord. Like I want that to be, if you feel it's convicting, that's awesome. Remember that conviction is a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's a sign that the Spirit is working in you. Right. So use that to motivate you, not to discourage you and make you feel like crap, like I suck. I'm the worst mom. I'm the worst wife. I'm the worst Christian ever. Let that be a motivator of, thank you, Lord. Thank you for letting me see this. Thank you for like this encouraging word. All right. Help me to use that to, to move, to be closer to you, to desire you more. It's proof that the spirit is living within you. Yeah. That conviction that you feel mm-hmm. is proof of the Holy Spirit. God wants to spend time with you. Yes. Yes. He's right there. God wants to spend time with you. And you are, we know this from Romans, Romans 1 or 2, I think it's 2, 12 actually. Romans 12, 2. 1 and 2. Um, 1, 2 together. <laughs> <laughs> that... We are transformed by the renewal of our minds, Mm -hmm. and our minds are renewed by focusing on the things of God Mm -hmm. and by being in His Word. We are transformed by His Word. It is living. It is powerful. It does not return void. And I'm telling you, even if you have to start out with this concept of, okay, I feel like I'm going through the motions, do it long enough, and you won't be going through the motions. Yeah. That's, I mean, really, that's how Mm -hmm. I feel. Because even on the mornings where I'm quote unquote going through the motions, I'm still reading God's word. Mm -hmm. 
And 10 years later, I may remember or I may come across that passage that I highlighted. Yeah. Spending time with God is you putting money back into a savings account. (laughs) Yeah. To save up for the moments where you are having to make a defense for your faith, where you are in trials, where you are tempted. Like, it's not necessarily, oh, let me withdraw this today. Mm -hmm. Let me take this out of the account today. Yeah. Yeah. It is that too, to an extent. Yeah. But I would argue that it's more this idea of saving up, of, Mm -hmm. you know, storing up hiding his word in our heart Mm -hmm. just like the psalms say like it's it's about hiding his word in our hearts for those moments where we need him Mm -hmm. and we always need him but it's definitely more prevalent more evident when you're going through a a trial when you are haven't slept enough when you are whatever yeah that that's when oh wait I prayed for this, Mm -hmm. you know, or I read about this. That's when that really comes in. Yeah. Scripture said that, I mean, it says that the word is living and active. Yeah. Like it is, again, I wish, I want, this is not just another, this is not just another book. No, it's not. The word of God is living and active. It will never return void. It was, it will read all of like literally I'm like trying to, but, um, 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 yeah, I mean, all of Psalm 119. Yes, all of Psalm 119. Is all about his word, his precepts, his meditations, his commands, his ways, his statutes, his word, his instruction. Like, these are all decrees. These are all words for his word. This is all synonyms for his word and, and meaning his laws, his statutes, his word, like everything. Yeah. And, um, I mean the whole, like that whole, I have, I have underlined in my Bible. Here's a challenge. Go home. I'm not even asking you to read it. I would like for you to read it, (laughs) but go to Psalm 119 and underline all of the words in that psalm that have to do with his word. So commands, precepts, anything that says law, law, statutes, decrees, just word in general, ordinances. That's another one. Instruction. Underline and then count how many times it's underlined. Yeah. And tell me it's not important. Psalm 119 <laughs> is the longest book in the Bible or the longest chapter, chapter in the Bible, by mm-hmm. the way, which psalm is the longest book. But yeah. And it's all about God's word. Right. And it's the longest. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So just as we wrap this up, Mm -hmm. um, and I knew that we would go, you know, a little bit longer on this topic. I don't even care because I love it. Me neither. Me neither. Yeah. What if, what about for the person listening who says, my quiet time isn't quiet? Mm. What if my quiet time can't be quiet? Mm-hmm. What if I have small children? What if I am in grad school? What if I, like, am in a different, you know, I don't know, like a different environment every day? Living what if I travel for or, work? Yeah. Like, what if I don't have a consistent routine? What about me? What about my life? Find it. Find a time. Find what works. Find what works. It's going to be different in different seasons. But you, it's so important. It's so important. And I, it may not be quiet, 
but you got to learn to adapt and you may have to be like you may have to go sit in your car you know like and you know what for a season because I've had to do this for a season it may be listening to the word yeah dwell the app Mm -hmm. the dwell app so good um it is a certain amount a year I want to say like 20 bucks a year honestly worth it um but it's worth it so listening to the word is super like I've I've done that um when I've been like working out or something like that like or on a walk um because you're still like in the word (laughs) and I would encourage you to um to pray Lord give me time little times throughout the day yeah that I can reflect you know and that I can have just a taste Mm -hmm. you know and I think of the verse that's been on my heart a lot recently, taste and see that the Lord is good. Like, why would he not want to give you those moments? Right. He wants to spend time with you. So, right. like, why not pray that, Lord, help me to find the time? He, he I, I truly believe that he's like, gladly. Yeah. Gladly absolutely. I will. Absolutely. Absolutely, I will help you find the time. Mm-hmm. Well, and to, you know, a lot of the time... We feel overwhelmed by the concept of of quiet time because we don't know where to start. And we're like, okay, I I don't, okay, do I read a devotional? Do I just open my Bible to some random book and start reading? What does that look like? So I think practical tips are, as, in as much as you like can, have a time and place. Mm-hmm. So for me, most, of the, most mornings it's my kitchen table. Early in the morning, before, honestly, before the world's awake, it's early for me. It's, you know, I make my coffee, I have that time. Most of the time it ranges from 20 to 30 minutes. On a great day, on a great day, it's Mm -hmm. 30 minutes. But sometimes it's not, you know, sometimes it's 10, 15 minutes. But it is, again, your posture before the Lord, coming to Him saying, God, I want to be in your presence. Mm -hmm. I want to worship you. I want to be filled up with the spirit today. So time and place. Mm -hmm. And then I would start with having a plan for what you're going to read. Okay. So this year I've been working through reading the entire Bible and every single day I had on my app, this is what I'm reading. But there have been other years where for one month I would read through the book of Romans for one month. I would read through the Psalms, like whatever it may look like. I think I said this the last couple podcasts, like two podcasts ago. I I mean, start with the Psalms, honestly. Mm -hmm. It's a great place to start. And there's 150 Psalms, you know, like I said, a Psalm a day does keep the devil away. I have found that to be true. And (laughs) so start with a Psalm a day and, and then maybe pair it with, a, a book that is that has been recommended to you by somebody like Women of the Word is a great book by Jen Wilkin or Gentle and Lowly. And there's or, actually um, practical tips at the end of that book. Yep. Um, like yep. Bi- study, Bible study. Yes, tips. yes. So don't overthink it. Don't necessarily overplan it. Don't say, okay, I'm going to have, I'm going to read two chapters here. I'm going to read two chapters here. I'm going to journal here. I'm going to, Morgan Krim could speak to this. Don't necessarily overschedule it, but have a plan. Mm-hmm. Have some sort of plan going in. Yeah, that's um, good. So that way you're not just saying, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to open to this random book. You may end up in doggone, you know, numbers four. Yeah. Which is fine. <laughs> right. But 
I think that part of building our theology and, and having a foundation is going through, like, expositionally books of the Bible. Mm-hmm. I really think that that, John mm-hmm. Piper would say it's the style of preaching and studying that most glorifies God. Yeah. Um, because you're looking at the whole of his word. Yeah. But, you know, again, it's it's going to look different for everybody. But what what a quiet time is not, <laughs> and I told this to Victoria earlier, what a quiet time is not is reading a half a chapter out of Sadie Robertson's latest book. Mm-hmm. Quiet time requires that you are in the word and in prayer. Mm-hmm. So whether it's a scripture or a whole chapter, if you time yourself reading Ephesians 5, it may take you three Mm -hmm. minutes. If you're a fast reader, Mm -hmm. if you're a slow reader, it may take you five. (laughs) Like, I'm serious, you know? Yeah. Also, um, I do like the devotional New Morning Mercies because it does have for further study at the bottom, and it usually gives a, a good chunk of a passage. So even doing, if, if you like New Morning Mercies, that's a really good one. Um, and there's further study on there. So like, if you want to have a devotional as part of your quiet time, awesome. But it's not just like, you know, but I would say that the best quiet time would be to be in the Word of God. Right. And to be praying to Him. Right. Um, and one thing that, that I have done, and I don't always do it, but journaling your prayers and then looking back weeks months years later to where you prayed for marriage to where you prayed for the job you have now to where you prayed for that house to where you pray whatever to look back and to see evidence i mean the song literally when like or reading where god like freed you from sin from a particular mm. sin. Yes. It's insane. It's so cool. I, I listened to a song today that, um, I see the evidence of your goodness. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That right there. When you journal your prayers yeah. and you see the evidence of his goodness yeah. all over your life. Yeah. It makes you want to do it even more. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, like the song, like, here I raise my Ebenezer. You know, mm-hmm. that whatever. Ebenezers mm-hmm. are remembrance stones. So, like, mm-hmm. my friend Maddie likes to say, like, when you journal your prayers, like, or or if something happened that the Lord did today and you thought it was so cool, journal it so you can look back later. Like, the Israelites in Exodus, like, remembrance, set up remembrance stones where you're like, this is what God did on this day. Yeah, exactly. So, when we're having our quiet time, it's important that we write things down so that we can remember his blessings and his goodness for the future when times are tough. Uh, So I think that's a good place to wrap it up. And if you made it this far in the episode, drop a prayer hands emoji on Facebook or Instagram. We are so thankful y'all joined us and we hope you are encouraged this week.